Hey, before we get started, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Church Sound Made Simple. Mixing sound seems complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Cut the overwhelm by getting access to the stress-free, no-fluff training that will help you create great sound at church. Visit churchsoundmadesimple.com. Well, welcome to the Collaborate Worship Podcast, where we help you create great sound at church. I'm your host, Cade Young, and today I'm here with Carl Barnhill. How are you doing, man? Excellent, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Man, I'm good. Carl and I are going to be talking about making the most of the work that you put into a Sunday service, which we know that's a lot of work that goes into that. So I want to make the most of that. But before we get into that, Carl, go ahead and introduce yourself for those that don't know you yet. Sure. I, uh, I'm i the owner and the lead creative director at 1230 Media, uh, and we help churches, we help ministries and artists uh, really with the with the worship experience. That's, uh, that's what we're really about. And we do that in a couple of ways. Uh, one is through media content. Uh, that's ready-made, uh, a ready-made media library with all kinds of graphics and videos, mini movies, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then custom media that is uh, from scratch. So if you need a sermon series design, bumper, trailer, promo, all that kind of stuff, uh, graphics and video work from scratch. Uh, and also training resources. So we have a blog and a podcast that help production folks and worship leaders and and that sort of thing. So I have a, a ministry background. I was at Precept Ministries uh, International. Uh, I started on a on an old uh, older woman's teaching Bible teaching program, K. Arthur, uh, and uh, I directed and, and produced her TV and radio program for a while, and then served at two uh, large churches, one in Mississippi, and then most recently New Spring Church uh, in South Carolina, uh, before doing uh, jumping out and doing twelve thirty full time. So. Man, that's awesome. I can't thank you enough for the resources that you provide to the church. Because, I mean, I yeah. I lead in a small church, and we don't have a production team or that can go and create my sermon bumpers and stuff for me. So I'm looking online for those. So what you do, man, is invaluable. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, man. We're, we're having a, a great time doing it. And, uh, you know, like we, we were talking about before we started recording that, uh, you know, just the size of churches— and uh, you know, some people think that we might just talk to to big churches, both you and I, uh, and and that's not true. You know, t- churches of all sizes uh, need the help, especially smaller churches, church plants. In fact, I'm having a, a friend of mine that's a church planner on my podcast uh, in a couple of weeks that is a church planner of a church of thirty people. Um, and so, you know, it's just we're all trying to to make it work and figure out what works and and what we need to to make the the Sunday worship experience happen for our people. Yeah, I mean, there's really no excuse these days to not have media in your services, even if you are a church at 30, just because stuff like 1230, you know, exists and right. you guys create those videos for us. And yeah. They're they're out there and ready. So yeah, it's awesome. thanks, man. Well, in every podcast interview, we always take a moment to bring a failure out into the open so we can laugh together and learn something along the way. The truth is we all make mistakes, but they seem really heavy until you realize, you know, everybody else is out there making mistakes too. So Carl, fess up, man. Tell us an embarrassing story. Yeah, sure. So, uh, man, uh, how much time do you have? Uh, I've been, you know, <laughs> a, a tech director at at churches. And so, you know, missing the wrong cue or, you know, firing something when, I, when we shouldn't have fired it or... Um, all kinds of stuff like that uh, has happened in production trucks in front of thousands and thousands of people. And then, uh, yeah, crazy. Uh, I would say one of the most embarrassing stories. So when I was first starting out, I uh, 
dabbled in audio. Now, I realized very quickly I'm not an audio guy. Um, I, I'm more of a video guy and more of a big picture kind of tech director guy. And so uh, our, our buddy James Wassum, what James does, I am not, uh, that, that's not me. Uh, and so, but I kind of dabbled in audio a little bit and I was doing a, a wedding. Somebody asked me, Hey, can you do audio for, for our wedding? Okay, sure. So I, I, I did it and, um, I'd done a couple of things, uh, leading up to that, but, uh, I left. So this is before the wedding starts, right? So all the groomsmen is in there, you know, wherever they're getting ready and the, bride and everybody is getting ready and people are coming in and being seated. And, you know, so the auditorium's kind of full. Uh, and I have headphones on uh, and I am, you know, making sure that everything's correct. Well, unbeknownst to me, I could hear it in the headphones, the the groomsmen talking and making sure that the groom's mic was was good to go. What I didn't realize is that the mute button on the soundboard was not on. And so everything that the groom was saying came through to the house. I didn't realize that because I was wearing headphones. So everything that you might expect a groom might say and groomsmen might say uh, on the day of a wedding and uh, the excitement of the evening and the days to come, all of that was right out in the open to everybody. So usually, you know, you get a tip for uh, for doing weddings, you know. I didn't get much of a tip on that one, and um, oh. <laughs> yeah. And, instead, I'm giving other people a tip, you know, 10, 15 years <laughs> later to say, make sure it's not going through to the house. So needless to say, I don't do audio anymore. And uh, yeah, that was that's probably my most embarrassing story. Man, that's great. <laughs> how, how long were uh, people hearing what the groom had to say? I would say at least a couple of minutes. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, enough to make some squirming going on in the, in the audience and somebody to go, turn it down, turn it down. You know, <laughs> what, 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 what? Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. Cause I had, I had James Wassum on here, you know, just a few episodes ago and he was fessing up on his recent fail and his had to do with headphones too. Cause he used to mix everything in the headphones yeah. and you can't do that in a live room. Cause it's going to sound different in the room than it yeah. does in the headphones. So yeah, it's interesting that you're all stories kind of correlate. Yeah. Yeah. Ditch the headphones when you're mixing live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, man, let's talk about making the most of our Sunday services. Cause the thing is we spend hours of our time creating a one hour service on Sundays. And then most of the time we just leave it at that, but it turns out we can repurpose the things we do on Sunday for the rest of the week. Yeah. So Carl, what, what do you mean when you say that our Sunday services should be a launching pad for the content for the rest of the week? Well, you know, the, the worship experience is the, the, that's what our ministry is all about is helping churches with their worship experience, uh, uh, you know, and so it is the largest gathering uh, that we do every single week. Um, it, it's what we should pour the most time uh, to or, or a good chunk of our time to energy to money to staff to that sort that sort of thing it, it is the largest one of the largest gatherings that we do every week so we should make it good uh, now does that mean that that's the only thing that we do absolutely not you know uh, our other ministries and and things that we do super important yes 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 it, it is everything that we do at our churches um, is is valuable uh, to, to the kingdom 
Um, uh, and we should um, we should on our worship experience take our audience on a journey. I'm I'm a firm believer in everything kind of needs to connect. It's not just a random set of songs or random set of uh, you know elements. That if we can plan ahead and take our audience on a journey, then it's going to be more more memorable for them. Well, the Holy Spirit will work. Yeah. Well, the whole same Holy Spirit that can work spontaneously on a Sunday is the same Holy Spirit that can be in our planning process as well. Now, does the Lord move spontaneously? Yes, absolutely he does. But should we just show up on on Sunday and wing it? No, I don't think so. I think there's some planning to be involved too. So all that to say, uh, the worship experience is important. But taking the worship experience beyond Sunday uh, to repurpose that content or to keep that content fresh in front of people throughout the week, I think has incredible value uh, as well. So, um, so I'm I'm a firm believer in that. Also, let's let's take our worship experience and and repurpose it throughout the week. Use the 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 content, the message, the what we're studying, what we're singing. Let's use that through the week. So there's a couple reasons why I, I think this. And so uh, I, I'll just list them here. So I think that we should take our worship experience beyond Sunday so that our people feel connected with our church during the week. Um, you know, th- that it's not just a, I come on Sunday, I leave, that's my thing. Uh, during the week, you know, let's let's connect with our people. Let's, let's continue the conversation so they feel connected. Uh, they also feel loved. You know, if, if I know that my pastor and my leaders are connecting with me during the week, whether that's through social media, email, uh, whatever that might be, then then I feel loved. I feel cared for. I feel like they're they're wanting to have a relationship with me and help me grow. Uh, and then I can contribute as well. I think one thing that that we can get stuck in is only talking about ourselves at a church. So if you're a billboard, that's not going to work. Uh, you know, it's a conversation, okay? So, you know, and, and I'm guilty of this a, a lot too. It's a constant reminder of social media and connecting with people during the week through text, through email, whatever, is a conversation. It's not just check out our thing, check out our next thing, come to this, come to that, give here. Uh, that's going to turn that's going to turn me off. So the main question is what uh, uh, as this question spans business, it spans ministry. What's in it for me? Uh, and so if you can answer that and, and get in, you know, for people that here's why we do this ministry. Here's what's in it for you. You can grow in your walk with your faith. You can, uh, you know, here's something for your for your kids. Here's why we're doing this for your kids. Here is this. Here is that. Here's why we worship. Here's why we're singing the songs that that we're singing and, and what's in it for you. Um and and so answer that question, uh, and then also they feel valued. Uh, like I like I was saying, they they just they they feel like the church cares for me during the week. That it's not just show up on Sunday, do, do our thing, give our tithe, and go home. Uh, it is a it's a connection throughout the week. So yeah, man, that's such good advice because I think we get caught in the we're all so busy, you know. So we get caught in the right. trap of like all I have time for to do is write an email about telling people about my next. Sunday service. Here's why you need to come to Sunday service. Right. Do I really have the time to sit down and actually have a conversation? Well, you probably need to make time. Right. Right. And and uh, you know there there are ways that you can do that. Like uh, my friends at Text and Church and and Clearstream and other other te- there's texting services like that or or emails that like you can set up an e- an email. Um, uh, you know. Um, 
like a funnel campaign, uh, a drip email, um, where where you can phrase things in text or in email or in social, you can still schedule those things and sound not sound like a robot. You know, so you can use scheduled content to start conversation, and then you get in there. You know, when when you get a response or when somebody comments on your thing, that's when you get in there and do the spontaneous. But you know, so you mentioned being busy. You don't have to, you know, fill your calendar up with new, fresh things. Oh, gosh, I got to do this every single week. It's okay to schedule stuff. It's okay to automate some things. Um, just make it not sound like a, a robot or a, or a rote uh, thing. Uh, and I think people will, will still connect to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, that's great advice. And it reminds me of something similar that I do for Collaborate Worship is when somebody signs up for my email list, the first email they get is like, hey, welcome to Collaborate Worship. And then at the bottom of the email, I'm like, I would like to get to know you. So go ahead and hit reply and introduce yourself. Yeah. And I actually had to put a picture at the bottom of that email and said, hey, you probably think this is an auto response. And it is, but I, re- I personally read every email response. Yeah. So a lot of more people are responding to that. And then that's when they get that one-on-one interaction from me. So that's yeah. like the perfect blend of that automation and the conversation. Right, exactly. All right, man. Well, you have a blog post out there where you give us five ways that we can take the content from our Sunday services and extend it beyond Sunday. So I want to list them off really quick, and then we're going to dive into each one. Sure. So number one is share stories. Number two, share lyrics. Number three, share a sermon clip. Number four, recap highlights from Sunday. And then number five, celebrate volunteers. So go through each of those for us and expand them out. Sure. Okay. So let's hit number one, share testimonies and stories. Okay. So nothing is better, in my opinion, than a life change story at your at your church. Um, I mean that that's what that's what I connect with the most is man that that life has been changed, uh, and I know that person. I see that person every week, even if I may not know them personally. Oh, I I know, uh, I see that face, and, uh, and so life change stories. It's also non threatening. You know what I'm saying? It's not a billboard thing. Come to our thing. Don't miss out on this. It is, it's a story. It's a relatable thing that a real person in our church had this thing happen to them uh, or they're growing in some way. Uh, and I can connect with that as a fellow member of of my church. So life change, nothing is better than a life change story. So, so share about marriages being restored a praise, a victory, a hurt, a pain, a prayer request, um, a, a celebration. Hey, this family's having a baby. Hey, this, you know, whatever. Um, you know, share testimonies and stories of what God is doing in your church. I think it will go a long way. Um, all right. Yeah, we actually do that. We, we do that in our church. And it's so a few stories to give people examples of is like my wife was healed of infertility. We, we weren't able to have kids for eight years, and now we have four kids. So we oh. created a story about that. Yeah. And it's touched a lot of people. Recently, there's a guy in our church who was able to overcome an addiction to pornography. That's a yeah. story to tell, yeah. a hard story to tell, but he did it, yeah. and it helped a lot of people too. So, But a question for you, like when we're producing these stories, these videos, do they have to be like, you know, like pristine production, or is there another way that we can do that? Yeah, what, you, what's your opinion you on that? You bring up a good point. I, it doesn't have to be a video. Uh, so I would, you know, it could be a text story. It could be a photo with a small caption um, of a story. It could be a well-produced video. Uh, it could be an iPhone video. 
And I would suggest a mixture of all of that. Um, so don't think that like you have to, oh, well, we don't have a video guy on staff that can shoot it. So, and it, it doesn't look the best. Uh, look, and this is coming from a guy who owns a media company. Okay. Don't worry about that. Get the story out there. Okay. Especially right now when everybody's, you know, living in the, you know, Zoom from their, from their homes. We, production value is not as important. Uh, one as it used to be, or uh, really at all. Um, now, does that mean don't ever do well-produced videos? No, I think they're you know your your sermon bumpers, your things that are going to air on screen in a very uh, you know uh, big way. I would I would pay the money or or budget to produce those with high quality. But with the stories, I would I mean. You might do a few that are very nice, well put together testimony videos, but don't think that you have to. Um, you know, have somebody shoot uh, just a selfie video on their phone, telling about, hey, just like you did. Hey, my wife and I were struggling with this. Here's how we've overcome that. Here's how God worked in our family. Uh, I hope it's an encouragement to you because here's where we were. People, people respond to that. So I think it's all over the board. Does that help answer that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most beautiful things that came out of the pandemic is the fact that we're kind of released to, you know, put out those lower quality videos, whereas before you might have felt the pressure to produce something great, where now you can just hop on Zoom with, you know, whomever, like whenever we're launching our small group semesters, it's great to have stories about people who, you know, were changed by their small groups. So now you just say, hey, let's schedule a Zoom call. You get on there, you ask them a few questions about what they think about small groups, and then you show it to the church. Right. Then you get a story out there. Yeah, it's great. Right. Um, okay, you want let's talk about uh, let's talk about lyric quotes. <clears throat> so this is an easy way that you can take from Sunday. Let's say you have a, a you know a, a photos of your worship team and you uh, take a still of, and make a graphic with a quote from uh, you know uh, one of the songs that you sang on Sunday. This is an easy way to continue to remember. Or it might not be last Sunday. It might be the song that you're going to sing this Sunday. Uh, you know, with a with a lyric from the from the song, they don't necessarily have to be. You know, it might help if it's related to last Sunday or this Sunday, but it doesn't have to be. But that that's a way that you can continue to put those songs in front of people and remind people of the truth of those songs. So a lot of the times we're in church and we're singing along, and it's kind of a it can be a routine thing. But to put a graphic in front of me during the week, oh. That's right. That's what that song says, and I'm reminded of God's truth in that. Um, so, lyric quotes uh, on graphics for social media is a great way to to take your service beyond Sunday. Um, sermon clips. So, this is a there's a couple of different sources out there that we've worked with. Uh, one is sermonsnaps.com. Uh, the other is sermonclipper.com. Uh, and we've done some of this uh, too at our ministry is to is take your pastor's message and clip it up into 30, 60 second sound bites and, and put it on social. And you might, you know, enhance those in some way um, with motion graphics or, or whatever, either, either through these companies or if you have somebody in house. I would say the key to these is keep it short. Like nobody's going to watch a four or five, 10 minute thing, like 30 seconds. Uh, 15, 10, 15 seconds even. Uh, but I would not go over, 
like what's the Instagram limit, 60 seconds. I would not go over that um, if you're going to put it on everywhere on social. You might do a two-minute clip on Facebook or something like that, but I, I would still it needs to, the content needs to be really, really good uh, to to keep me for for that two minutes. So I would say uh, that would be my only advice there. You have any thoughts? Awesome. Or you want me to keep going? I think that's good. Keep going. Cool. Uh, all right. So uh, next thing is share recap highlights from Sunday. So not just photos. Uh, so we talked about the worship photos with a with a quote. But I would also share photos of what's happening on Sunday and make sure that it's not just of your staff members. Okay, so I would make sure that you're taking photos of people in the lobby. Take photos of kid men. Be careful of who you're taking in and make sure that you have permission to post those. Um, But, you know, your kids ministry, your student ministry, special days at your church. Let's say if you have, uh, you know, a mom and a daughter and then you caption it with, you know, we have great moms at Riverside Church. Can't wait to see you this Mother's Day. Um, you know, something like that, just uh, special days kind of thing. But you can re recap highlights. Wasn't it awesome to see 15 people baptized at our service Sunday and share 15 photos of, you know, it could be as simple as that. So share recap highlights from Sunday. What do you think that does when somebody from the church sees those photos, you know, on social? Man, it encourages me, especially baptism and life change just gets me super encouraged uh, because it shows that God's moving in our in our church. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think it's a boost. I mean, you know, on a Wednesday, if I'm seeing that and I'm seeing, oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. We had 15 people baptized, and I know that that is Johnny's son right there that gave his life to Christ. Man, that's awesome. I'm going to text Johnny real quick. And Man, it was awesome to see your son get baptized Sunday. Right? So it's encouraging during the during the week to me. Yeah, it reconnects you to like the mission, the vision of the church, which is like a pastor's dream, right? You got to keep saying it and showing it over and over and over for people to connect with it. Over and over. It's a beautiful way to do it. Um, okay, so yeah, last one is uh, celebrate volunteers during the week. So if you have photos or little video clips or uh, things like that uh, to show your volunteers in action, I think that's a great way to se- not only take uh, Sunday beyond Sunday, your worship experience beyond Sunday, but but it highlights your volunteers. It lets them know that uh, that you care about them, one, and that there's a place for other people to serve, uh, two, um, so, you know, hey, here's a photo of our parking team uh, and leave a spot. There's a space for you, you know, or, you know, you can go corny and cheesy if you want to. But uh, uh, I, th- I just think that photos and little videos of your volunteers is a great way to celebrate them. Let me, let me t- t- talk at this for a second. So uh, and this might be a little bit off roading, but uh, but I'll go here. So um, I think it's important to show volunteers that their service matters. Here's what I mean by that. I'll give you a production example for production folks. So one thing that I would do is I would take, like say if we're in the control room and where it's the last song of Sunday and everybody's kind of uh, wrapping up and it's it's an invitation kind of song. If I could, and somebody else was directing or whatever, I would take a volunteer out of the control room Let's say it's pro presenter and there's no lyrics needed on that last song or something. Okay. Take your pro presenter person and walk them over to the care room 
or walk them into the worship center and down to the front where you can see people responding. I'm not saying interrupt or, or you know, be a distraction. But like at New Spring, we had a care room. So people would leave the auditorium and go over there and then talk with counselors and, and stuff. I would, I would go to the door of that care room. I'd look in and point and take a couple of volunteers with me and say, hey, you see that guy over there? I know for a fact that that marriage right there is being restored through that conversation right there. Like that's what they're talking about right now. See that man and wife that they are talking about coming back together and seeking counseling through our church to reconcile their marriage. And that happened through the message today. Your service of running pro presenter lyrics created an environment and an experience where that life change right there, right now is happening. You do more than push buttons on Sunday. You're involved with life change, and that's real life change right there. So if you can find ways to show them that their service matters, that they're, that they're, they're not just a button pusher, they're not just moving faders on Sunday, it's more than that. It's about life change. It's about creating experiences where Jesus changes lives, uh, not only saves people, but restores people. And so if there are ways that you can provide opportunities to your volunteers to show them that, it might not be, you might not be in a setting where you can physically show them. Send them an email during the week to say, hey, here's a picture of a guy. This, his name is this. And he gave his life to Christ, and I got him to send me a text, and here's a paragraph from him about how the worship experience, how he got saved through uh, God working in our worship experience this past Sunday. This is what you guys do each and every week. Jim is saved, not because of you, it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit and through Jesus, but because you were faithful in your service and you helped create an experience where the Holy Spirit could move. And Jim is a real result of that. Way to go, guys. Like, if there's anything that you can do during the week to, to do that. And I'm not perfect at this. You know, uh, you know, it was a constant reminder to me of, you know, hey, what are different ways that we can put that in front of people? But I found that that is, I mean, that, that's huge encouragement because it takes me out of, it makes the little moments not care as much shoot, I missed that lyric. I'm awful. No, you're not. Just we'll tweak it and move on. It's bigger than your lyric mistake. It's bigger than missing a cue. Like I would always tell my pastor, like, hey, if if we're using volunteers, I can get about 80% accuracy on Sunday. But you need to give me grace on the 20% unless you're willing to hire an entire crew. Okay. Now I'm going to train them up. We're going to be as the best that we can possibly be. I want zero mistakes on Sunday. However, pastor, we're, you've set this up where we're working with volunteers, and I love that because we're getting people involved. But you need to give me grace in that twenty percent, and that usually that that would help some. But that would also allow me to to tell that to the team. Look, look, guys, we're gonna we're gonna try to nail it. But if we don't. You know, we're going to work on things and, and get better. But know that if you mess up, 
It's not about the mess up, guys. It's about the life change on Sunday. And the life change is still happening. We still we still win. Success. Don't worry about missing the lyric. Yeah, man. That's really helpful. And it's got me to thinking. I'm like, what what are some things that, you know, can trigger us to remember to do that? Because it's easy to get caught up in everything that's going on that you forget that your volunteers need to hear these things. Right. And one thing that I thought of is like, say you're the worship leader. You know, you're the one that people are coming to to say, hey, I love that song. Hey, this, that, you know, they're praising the worship team, but they're only saying it to you. So as a worship leader, that should trigger something on the inside of you. Like, I need to get this out to my team. So you send out an email, send out a text about what that person says. Right. And man, it could be easy to take that credit. You know, it could be easy to just mm-hmm. re- receive that and puff puff ourselves up. And I am awesome. Um, but yeah, if we can, if there are ways that we can stay humble, uh, and man, it's a, it's a grind. I mean, this is not easy stuff. I mean, this is not like, you know, <laughs> we have it all together. Um, but if the, yeah, if there are ways that we can pass that on So all that to say, celebrate your volunteers. That's one way that you can take your experience beyond Sunday is celebrate your volunteers and show them that their service matters. Yeah, man, this has been so good. Um, so, I mean, the bottom line is this is how you take your worship experience beyond Sunday, right? When you got to be intentional about that. So, man, what's the best way for people to stay connected with you? Sure. Yeah. Our website is 1230media. Uh, so, you can spell that out or you can use the, the numbers 1230.media. Um, and the, this, uh, some of the content that I shared uh, with you is all in a, a book that we wrote called The Church Online Guide. Um, and there's like 40 episodes, uh, on our website for free of like a web series where we talked through, and this is just one of 40 tips and they're like two minutes each. So they're very short. Um, uh, but that's online at 1230.media slash church online. If people want to, uh, the book is, I think the book is like 10 bucks, uh, 15 bucks, but the web series is free. Um, and so you know, super affordable for you. And if this content helps you, then great. Uh, in fact, the web series pretty much covers the entire book. So if you just want to kind of bounce around and watch the the videos, it's pretty much the content from the book. The book has a, a, a little bit more uh, uh, stuff in it. But but anyway, just free content for for your listeners, 1230.media slash church online. Uh, and then uh, you can follow me on social at Carl Barnhill. I'd love to hear from your folks and see what you guys are up to. And Well, y'all, don't miss this opportunity to connect with Carl. And as always, thanks for being with us. We need your help to get this podcast out to everybody who needs it. So please leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're using. And don't forget to subscribe so we can let you know when the next episode comes out. So go implement what you learned in this podcast and we'll catch you next time.